Well, all right. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. We got to play a little classic for you. I'm going to take you way back, as we do every week. We're taking you on an automotive journey. Right here from one of the premier high schools in the country, the East Valley Institute of Technology. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Uh, you just got to love the little Camp Calloway, one of the hottest. Just go back in time to an era where you didn't have a CD player. You didn't have an MP3 player. You didn't have anything digital at all. Folks, now here's a story about Minnie the Moocher. You had a bunch of great musicians. He was a red hot Coming together. And the tune of the day. He was the you drove by your favorite club. And that was as close as you could get to some Cab Calloway as we were pulling up to the Cotton Club. Honored to spend every week with you. Mrs. Susie Sockets, how are you, girl? I'm great. Hey, was that the song? It's like, Heidi, 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 that uh, one? Yeah, that's a Heidi, Heidi, Ho. That's Heidi, Heidi, Ho. Everybody, I, I'm thinking lunchtime, instead of that little foghorn action, that breep, you know, that you yeah. see, like the Flintstones, I'm saying we play some old traditional Heidi, Heidi, Ho. Good call. Isn't that making yeah. change up the temperament? Yes. I mean, I think the temperament right now, folks are busy. And it soothes us. It does. And we all need to. I mean, my Google calendar looks like a kaleidoscope. <laughs> Many of you can agree with it that. It does. <laughs> it is something that we all can relate to. And, and, and for a lot of my youngsters that listen to this show, you, you cats are busy too. Yeah. And we were busy. We're going from here to there to there. So what I say is play little Cab Calloway. Oh, and you yeah. can find that. Uh, specifically, that was Big Bad Help me out, Jeff. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. That's who, that, that's oh, who did. yeah. Many have. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. There we go. So that's big. I want to give a shout out to Big Bad uh, Voodoo Daddy. Uh, they deserve the credit on the remake. Many have remade uh, the great uh, Cab Calloway's Minnie the Moocher. Uh, Susie, what's shaking in the garage? Tell me, give me some good news. Well, let's see here. What is good news here? You know, Frank, it's just we have we have a lot of cars today, and there's so many on my mind. I can't even. I Can we pick one? I say, Should we pick one? Well, first off, let's reset for the folks because a lot of our folks will come in and it's a beautiful lounge. It's very peaceful. There's birds chirping and they don't realize the buzz of activity in the back shop. <laughs> <laughs> I want to extend that to you listening that I think, I think a good operation from A to Z will keep it fluid. However, and this is where I'm headed, Susie, on this show topic. We have our days in the garage. We do. We do. And we just have to, we have to embrace it and we need to just keep doing it. Now, some of you are saying, well, wait a minute. What does that mean? You have days in the garage. You're supposed to fix my ride. (laughs) Well, that's true, but we are just human beings. Yep. Learning. There could be days where parts are wrong. Yeah. Right? Well, I'm going to share with the people. Can I? Are we? All right. So listen to this. You guys know we've said this. uh, You know, we run a garage. Susie and I don't watch TV all day waiting to do a show. Nope. We had 38 (laughs) cars in the garage, and here comes poor Susie Sockets. It is exactly 3.59 with three seconds left, and she's out of breath. And and I'm like, 
And I'm running. Susie, yoga, yoga. (laughs) Ooh, Or Cab Calloway. How did that make you feel, though, when you were in a moment where you felt, I'm going to be late to something? What were you you, you feeling on that? Well, you know what? The first thing that goes through my mind is, shoot, I'm going to let Frank down. I'm going to let the listeners down. I'm going to let everybody down before I let myself down. Can we parlay that into life in general? Oh, heck yeah. By way of, I'm late for my test. Absolutely. Now, I'm not a late person, Frank. That made it even more stressful. Right, which is more stressful. Usually I'm here about 15 minutes prior or even 30 minutes, but it was just, it was one of those wrong part days. Your attitude shifted. It did. Yeah, I was a little bit concerned. Right. Well, we're going to talk about that today. Attitudes, behaviors, how a consumer of a vehicle, you're listening and I know how it is. You come in. You've been to, let's say, our garage mm-hmm. six visits in a row, and it was awesome. You got nice chocolate. The car was fixed perfectly. Everything smelled right. Everything was in tune. You come back for the seventh visit, and we were off our game. Ooh. Can that happen? Absolutely, it can. Can that happen? Yeah. Now, the attitudes across the board from an organization affect how we, you know, it doesn't count how well we do when the good times are rolling. Right, right. And folks, the consumers, you listening know. In fact, we've heard it from you. And here it goes. Well, I've taken my car down to Joe's and I've been going down there for 22 years and I just had enough of him. Now, that's dangerous. That is dangerous. That's a divorce. Because what went wrong? What went wrong? Mm -hmm. And then certainly if we're the new date, how do we handle that? Well, I want to tackle this topic today. And that topic has to, it literally affects everybody. And that is this culture of excellence. Now, not perfection of excellence, but a culture of excellence that could affect Poor guy working on the car, the poor gal working on the car, and more importantly, the end user. You're coming into my garage, you're paying me, and I danced poorly. I gave you the worst show, take your money back kind of thing. Right. How does attitudes in the service bay affect vehicle repair? Attitude is everything. It is, but we have bad days. Absolutely. To help us set this record straight, we try to take you on a journey every week. We work hard to bring you the most talented folks from motorsports to the industry to your local favorite rock star garage owner. We've had them all on the show, and we're honored to have Dr. John Passante. He's a legend, man, in the industry. That's just the bottom line. Dr. John Passante, he's the CEO and president of the Organizational Development Group. He has been working for many dozens of years of really diving in to find out, hey, look, we know that this whole consumer experience is not a perfect one, but how do we achieve a good batting average? Well, this is going to be a great show. It is, and I think for those of you that are getting ready, well, they didn't give me any car tips right now. I'm shutting (laughs) it off. Especially my podcast, Familia. I want you to hang in there because this will cross-section over to any business whether you're buying the basket weaving or whether you're buying vehicle service, this will cross over. How do we get this right? What are we doing wrong? Well, we're going to have Dr. John Passante. He's going to join us here in a little bit. Susie, before we get to the break, real quick, what 
are you doing in the garage today? Talk to us about that Mercedes-Benz before you got here. Something happened. Yeah, so Mercedes-Benz has three radiator hoses, and this particular hose actually has like a... of like a. a so like, you got... You got hosed on the hoses. I hose. got hosed on the hoses, Frank. That's okay. We got great clients. They understand these they things do. can happen. Well, I want you guys to stay tuned. We're going to dive in to the service excellence, not the perfection of excellence, how attitudes in the service bay can affect the vehicle repair process. Dr. John Passante is joining us next. Wrench Nation. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time. The quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients, and they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to partsauthority.com. Check locations nationally near you. Partsauthority.com. Welcome back, Ranch Nation. As we tell you every week, if you miss bits and pieces of the show, remember we replay several times on the weekend, Saturday, 88.7 KFNX, 90.7, all our 80s listeners, and of course our podcast. And you can also get on to wrenchnation.tv. Uh, Susie and I had mentioned something. Uh, by no means is this a business analytical show, but we want to bring to light some of the serious things that can happen. We've all experienced it where, you know, there's a rough ride. Something didn't go down right with uh, my car repair. And from a business perspective, something ain't going down by the way of a positive culture in the back shop. And help us, uh, we've got the great Dr. John Passante. Dr. John Passante, are you holding I'm here, my friend. Welcome. Calling in from Rhode Island. We appreciate you joining in. My pleasure. My pleasure. Now, Dr. John Passante. So, Dr. Passante. Uh, is it Dr. Passante or can I get... Because you're a doctor and you got me nervous. But, <laughs> <laughs> Frank, I don't do house calls. All right. We know. Uh, tell us about your... Let's just set the, the stage here. Give us a little background. What is the doctorate for? It's 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 an organizational organizational psychology, you know, understanding. And you and Susie touched on it, the dynamics of people working together, the communications, the trust level, um, understanding each other, empathy, setting mutual goals together, valuing differences because we're all different, and hanging in there when things don't go our way. I mean, that's sort of, but it's the whole psychology of companies, organizations. Yeah. Where do you think, if, if you took a set of technicians today and you took traditional mechanic from 25 years ago in the back shop, what do you see today as the biggest difference that maybe trigger points for an attitude to go south? Or is that just the same? They're the same trigger points as they would be years ago that they are today. Well, you know, I mean, you know, Frank, I grew up when when some of the people that started automotive up aftermarket companies, you know, like you know, major major companies started out. They took shop classes in, in high school, and then ended up you know working in the gas station we used to call them, and pumping gas and working on cars. And they built a career, and they built and they they built businesses that way. Uh, you know, today with most of the most of the the, the 
the outlets, not all of them, are, are owned by big, big conglomerates. So that, you know, that's changed. And then, obviously, technology, you know. I mean, the young folks coming into our industry today, I mean, they've been using technology since they got out of diapers. And, and I think what we have to do is uh, have a strong message that we're really in the, te- in the technology business because the automobile today, and you and Susie know this a lot better than I do, is a computer. And I, I think we have to raise the status of somebody who works on They're not mechanics. They're technicians. Yeah, I mean, we talk about this all the time. I mean, these uh, sophisticated networks. Um, one thing I've been mindful, and I, and I think I can speak for other garage owners and service advisors and a ton of wrenches out there, automotive technicians, is that the pressure by way of how long we are on a particular repair, we're going to dive deep here. You know, an, an average technician that's on an average car that's an average two hours of his time per car, let's just throw that out. Now he may be long-winded, and so his dynamic changes. He's on it for four hours, let's say, right? Yep. His attitude, may he may get a little fatigued mentally. Are, are you seeing that at all in the industry, that the time spent repairing a vehicle may be a little longer, and we've been kind of trained up, in a, in, and I know there's no finite, there's no template for this, because every car is different. But if you, if you run a 5K, you run a 5K. Right. But if you're expected to run a 15K, that's long-winded. That's, that, that's got to affect attitude. Well, well Frank, it is, and, and it does. Uh, it's, I think it's realistic expectations. And you, know, you wonder about, and you've heard me talk about this, is in every occupation today there appears to be a lack of appreciation. Oh, boy. Oh, I don't care where you go yeah, in business today. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, they're hardworking. They they show up on time, but there's a, there's a void where they don't really feel feel appreciated. So if if you and I and Susie own own some garages, you know, and we have technicians work for working for us, and they tackle that Mercedes with all the hose issues, and it takes six hours instead of two hours. We've got to be attuned to that and, and let that person know we understand and appreciate their diligence and not give them negative feedback because it took them three times longer than we thought it would. Am I making sense, Frank? Well, you're not only making sense, but it is a current reality for many. And going back to the consumer side, um, I think, let's face it, we as an industry had sat on same-day service for many years. That was one of our value points, same-day service. You don't need to, don't worry, we're not going to kid you up your car for, and so it's created this, this, I mean, it has. Things have gotten a little more complicated, um, and I can absolutely resound with that. Susie, in the garage, you are seeing some of the repairs are not same-day service. They're not same-day, and you know what's interesting about the consumer is the consumer actually will say, am I going to be charged for keeping it, you know, overnight? Well, there, that's what I'm, that I think yeah. that, Dr. Passante, I think that brings me to that point of, you know, and we respect that, like consumers, because well, look, for many years, they got that repair order that said, if you leave your car overnight, we're going to charge <laughs> you all this kind of money. Right, and, uh, right. and so they're, they're so in tune to the time spent in a garage equals the money coming out of my wallet. Like a daycare. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. No, no, and I understand, I mean. It's 
it, it, you have to earn the trust of the consumer. I mean, if you think about the largest investment we all make in life, the second largest investment beside our house is our automobile, right? And if I trust you and Susie, and you have to earn that trust, and you have to communicate with me, and, and tell me there's some complications, and I don't know if, 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 some, if some, of you, you know, some of the folks out there have a, a, a loaner vehicle that they, you know, or they take people home from the, from the shop or to try to make it as, as less inconvenient as possible. But those are sort of the value propositions, I think, that we, we, have, to, uh, we have to articulate. Um, and when we give an estimate to a, you know, and I'm a consumer like anyone else, and you give me an estimate that all of a sudden you say, hey, John's going to cost twice as much, well, Obviously, I'm not a happy camper, but if you walk me through that and you explain to me, et cetera, uh, I think it, it'll go down a little bit easier. I'm it, not saying it's a, it's a cakewalk, right. but I think that's what we have to do. And it, you, know, you only get one shot of having integrity, you know? Most and, definitely. And that's going to affect the uh, overall... The result, yeah. Well, not only that, but the shop culture. Like, if yeah. you've got a... I mean, it feeds. We feed off each other. And in, in other words, if I see my 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 bay mate, I see my two technicians next to me. They're they're just struggling because they're under such pressure. All it takes is having a plan in place for backup to convenience. People want convenience. Means right. all right, great, Frank. I heard you, Susie. I heard you. Parts are not right. And uh, but uh, how am I supposed to get home tonight? <laughs> right, right. You gotta have a backup right. to that. But you know, at the garage, we actually always ask. You know, are you good on transportation tonight? If we have to keep it over, I mean, it's oh yeah, we have a process. Yeah, and but we communicate. But you know, in in terms of um, this attitude, I think we can stop a lot of that. I'm sure, Doctor Pasante, um, you worked for Moog. You worked for many big corporations. How important is it to have policies and procedures? Well, it's very, very important. I mean, it's, it's, you really don't take a trip unless you know where you want to go and how you're going to get there, right? Of course, you have the GPS system today, um, but it's, it's, it's planning, right? I mean, you have, to have, you have to have discipline. That doesn't mean it's like the, I was in the Air Force. You have, discipline, you have policies for everything, you know, uh, but because you need that when you're, when you're fighting war. But... You need policies and guidelines so people understand it's it's part of the expectations. It's part of the fee. If I work for you and Susie and I'm not sure what you expect of me, and I'm not sure how, whether I'm doing a good job or not, I'm, I'm my attitude's going to wane. Yeah, your anxiety goes up. And first time. of all, working with Frank and I, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, by the <laughs> way, just say Dr. Pisante, <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, we... We would always invite you to our garage for a little medley of goodness and mechanical goodness for sure. <laughs> but it's a serious thing that we're talking about because the, the consumer can feel it. And, and, and we've heard about it. They, they, well, I went into a place and, and uh, saw them online. But as soon as I walked in, I could feel the air felt like brick mashed potatoes. Yeah, people can feel energy. They can feel that energy and they can feel An that attitude. spirit. Yeah, yeah like, excuse me, what are you doing here? How may I help you? Oh, God, I go through. Dr. Prasante, what's your advice for those folks that say, how may I help you? <laughs> well, it's, it, it, you know, why do people go to Starbucks and pay for money, pay more for coffee than they could get it around the corner? Yeah. It's the experience, Frank and Susie. Yep, yeah, that's absolutely. true. I, yeah. I, I've been to most, you know, I travel a great deal in my profession. I've been to many, many Starbucks, 5.30 in the morning, six o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. People greet.
greet you. They're friendly. They're smiling. They make you feel good about buying coffee. <laughs> yeah, we're standing in line. That's right. We'll stand in line. Don't get me wrong. But you're right. I mean, the the culture of any organization starts with the ownership. If you're having a bad day and Susie's having a bad day and I'm, and I'm a technician working for you, I know it. You don't have to tell me just the way you walk, just the way you look at me. I say, uh-oh, I'm staying away from Frank today, man. That'll Man, never I, happen. Well, no, I try. That'll yeah, never I'll happen. Well, I'll share with you. I'll share with you. We're very trans. Up, <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah. And so what I'm saying is, as as a leader, and this is, this is maybe strong, but I feel it from my heart of hearts, you're not allowed to have a bad day. Now, if I'm working with Susie and I was up all night with a sick child or, or a mother that's sick in New Jersey and I'm worried about her, then if I have the relationship of trust, I'll come in early in the morning and say, Susie, could I talk to you for a minute? Yeah. If I'm off a little bit today, bear with me. I've got two hours sleep. But most of us don't feel comfortable talking to the boss or the ownership about those things. But if you start to do that and show the human side, you'll be amazed how attitudes change. Right, but that you know what? The attitude, that, that honesty is great unless it's an individual who does it three times a week. Right. That once off, once in a while, you have a bad day. But some yep. sometimes I mean, I've worked with some people where that's a conversation three times a week. Well, then you got it. Then, Susie, then you have to sit down and say, let's talk. About, I mean, let's let's talk about this. There's, there's either something going on because, you know, bad attitudes can sink the ship. You know that. Absolutely. Dr. Prasante, I got to ask you a question because you you really sort of coined this and I want to get right to it. You've coined this and. You've written about it in, in industry magazines. Sometimes folks don't want to hear the truth. Right. Right. Well, you, you remember Jack Nicholson, right? You can't handle the truth, right? <laughs> oh, God, that, that was a great scene, yeah. You're good, man. You can't handle the truth. Well, it, it, it's how the truth is delivered. John, you're new with me in the organization. You're a brand new tech. I want to give you some feedback to help you become better. Okay? That's one way. You're new. I don't think you're going to make it, Pasati. You're Italian. <laughs> and we've had bad luck with Italians. And you probably won't make it here. Well, that's another commerce, right? Yeah. It's, it's how the message is delivered. And, and, and it doesn't mean that everybody's going to take it in, in kind, but that's how you approach the person that has three bad days a week. You know, I've heard. I'm about you. You do a good job when you're here. Yeah. Let's get to the bottom of this because when you're having bad days, we're having bad days. I've heard of people. Short. What doc, can we do to help you get past this? Yeah. i got to interject, uh, Go Dr. Prasante, real quick, because many are listening now, and they have experienced this. And this is something newer. And, and Susie, maybe, maybe you've heard about this. But you can't be texting people about some serious sit-downs. In other words... Um, you're late, text them, go home, and we'll have a meeting next week. Like, that's, that is, that's where we're weak. Like, the empathy side of how we approach the human side, whether we are screwing it up or whether we're on top of the world, we almost lost this connection, and it's like, well, I'm just going to text message. You're fired. <laughs> I worry about that a lot, Frank, because I see, I see young kids ride bicycles on their cell phones and texting people. I mean, and I see 
parents pushing the baby on a swing and not looking at the baby but looking at their cell phone. I'm thinking to myself, pal, one day you're going to be old and the kids will be gone and you'll say, what did I do? I missed this opportunity to spend this special time. And serious conversations should be face-to-face. Yeah, no doubt. I agree. Compliments yeah. should be face-to-face. It should. It should. Dr. Prasante, hang in there. We're going to cut for break. Uh, we would like to dive in a little bit more into how that attitude is definitely a productivity killer and some of the ways that we can do better, generally do better, empathy, communication. Stay tuned. Wrench Nation, next. Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On technology software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Big hugs, thank you, uh, all of our KFNX Saturday listeners, 90.7, and of course, again, on 88.7 The Pulse. We appreciate you guys. Uh, make sure to get on to WrenchNation.tv. We've had a ton of shows up there. You can watch it at your leisure, put the kids to rest, or when you're done doing what you're doing, just chill out with the show, and more importantly, get into the comments section. We always are looking for your show ideas. And uh, a genuine level of engagement. The show's not perfect. Uh, we just take you on a journey every week. And quite frankly, we journey with you, man, because that's just <laughs> the way we roll. Uh, welcome back to the show. We've got Dr. John Passante. Welcome back. Thank you. And uh, Dr. John Passante, uh, we've got to let folks know, um, some time ago, you were inducted to the Automotive Aftermarket Hall of Fame. Way cool. Big time. Yeah. Um, we we wanted to, I feel like, Dr. Passante, the folks still don't know who is the talented Dr. Passante. So give us, give us a time in your life, in your career, that, you know, you, you had a time that you were doing really well. Perhaps maybe you, you worked as vice president over at Moog, correct, for the yes. uh, human resources side. Yes. What was a bad day for you, and how did you turn that around? Boy, Frank, you know how to ask good questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, people, people always ask me how long I've been in the industry. I tell them 135 years. <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll make this short. But, I mean, it's when I went to Moog Automotive, I was recruited by a gentleman by the name of Larry McCurdy. Uh, who was our president and CEO. He came out of Eklund, uh, a Texan gentleman from Texas A&M, and he, he, you know, he, he said, John, we, we have a culture here of we and they. They had the union, the UAW in St. Louis, and um, he said, your job's to turn this around. And he said, if you do a good job in the first year, you'll be fine. If not, I'll fire you. I said, okay, Larry. It sounds like a good program, you know. Wow. Um, well, he laid out the expectation. Yeah, he he, <laughs> right there. Hey, he, hey, <laughs> I, I, he, you know, he, the expectations were clear. <laughs> yeah. Get it um, done. <laughs> and so it was, well, we did We did a lot of different things, but I mean, it was, we, we communicated, we communicated. He and I, we, I think we had 15 or 16 locations, 
And once a quarter, we would go to every location, even on the third shift, at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And don't think less of me, but we would use overhead projectors. <laughs> and we would put up the results for the quarter. We would put up uh, how we were doing with major customers. We, were, we would put up challenges. And we would ask for questions on how we could improve the company. And we did that year in and year out. We, uh, I put a wellness program in for all the employees, union, non-union. And we had, and these are rough numbers, but we had something over 110 people quit smoking. And I'm really proud of that. Well, yeah. Nice. And that was before all the, bi- the big ad campaigns, yeah, I, I would imagine. This is, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, would be in the, uh, this would be in the mid, uh, mid-80s, uh, into the 90s, you know. Yeah. Um, we promoted from within. Um, we had customers come in, and, and, and you talk about touching your, your, your employees. We would have major customers come in and address our employees, all of them, and tell them what they expected of MOOC. Wow. And, that, and it was, I mean, we worked hard. We worked very, very hard. But we started to change our culture around. And yeah. uh, it was really, really exciting. I mean, when, when a person was... was uh, voted by all the employees on the employee of the year, we planted a tree in their name in the front of the corporate headquarters with a plaque on it. Now, who's doing that today? That, I mean, this we're t- you mentioned empathy stuck with me from the get-go with this show. Empathy. And I think empathy. we have gotten so technical and technology-driven and so busy and so Google-schmoogled and calendared, we forgot... The human em- element. To, to, to just say, hey... hey Thank you, hug you, right. love you, it's okay. And yeah. you got me feeling bad. I'm not planting trees for my people, John. <laughs> okay, but, but Frank, it, it, you're right. I mean, it, it's, it's, there's so much stress out there today. You know, I see it when I work at companies. Like you say, you walk into a place of business, you can tell on the, on the, the employee's face they're stressed out. And, and like yourself and like Susie, I always say, Good morning. How are you? How are you doing? How's things? They look at me like, what? Yeah. I even talk to people in elevators. <laughs> that's cute. Well, that's the human side yeah. of it. I mean, it's like, yeah. you know, and, and, and uh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I, we, we did an awful lot of different things at Moog and other companies I was with, but I think we, we changed the culture. The culture was a we. It was we and we. And, and, and Frank, it's, it's, it's not the big things. It's, it's a little... Th- we, when we would make we would make the quarter, I would bring in donuts for all the employees, and the salesman would call in and talk to customer service, and they'd say, "Hey, man, you're behind on your numbers this quarter. Get get going. Go out there and sell some boot parts. Besides, he's going to bring donuts in." Oh, and, <laughs> I like that. There's a little incentive. Those are things you could do in the shop, you know. I mean, right. yeah, little things. Yeah, quarter, Susie. You know, you say, and it's a team effort. It's a sense of belonging, it's a, and it's fun. Yeah, it's fun, and and uh, heck, I was more excited about getting the donuts. You know, I love you. I said, yeah, go ahead, just know. the process because it's yeah, the giving you know, side. It's, yeah. it's the giving side. Yeah, new examples. What was we put in? We put in training programs where we identified what we call high potential employees. Hourly, salary, not exempt, exempt. I take them off campus for uh, for three or four days. For we, we do training, and we identify different people and promote it from within. So it's it's not just one thing. It was a, it was many many things we did. 
to really value our employees because that's the secret weapon. Your competitors, you're, you know, what, what, what's your leg up on your competitors? It's the quality of your. If you're if you're installing, you know, good parts, which most of us are doing, what's the advantage that you have over your competitors? It's their, it's your company culture. It's the quality of your people. It's the trust level. It's your follow up. Frank and Susie, a friend of mine in Ohio, when he worked, when he wor- he, w- he would go to, he would go, when I lived in Toledo, they used to have eight Fortune 500 companies. He would go to Fortune 500 companies and say, would you put a notice out that I'll pick up your employee's car in the morning. I'll take it to my garage. I'll inspect it. I'll change the oil. I'll rotate the tires. We'll wash it. And before 5 o'clock, it'll be back. And the invoice will be on the front seat. If it was a woman's car, he put a rose on the front seat. Oh, that's, that's a touch. Concierge again, right going there. back to the, the, the sort of that human touch. I mean, yeah. again, these are. I'm not saying you know. Does, does that work in 2019? I think it does. Yeah, you're right about the donuts. Because anytime Frank yells over the intercom, "Hey, we got donuts!" You can hear all the technicians screaming. Yeah, screaming. We've got a bunch of maniacs <laughs> in the back. Yeah, it's something yeah. about. Uh, I've always said. I, I think uh, when we when we celebrate, um, the little things are important. I'll tell you what the little things are. Today we had. Uh, actually, late last night, we had a repair on a Honda that should have been pretty smooth. Well, exhaust bolts break. Oh, yeah. And for a technician, and we're spoiled, Dr. John Pisani. We're in the <laughs> desert. We don't have, we do not have oxidation. We don't own any sort of welding tools to heat things up. <laughs> like, we are spoiled. We don't, bolts don't break here. No. <laughs> <laughs> they should, right? So, my point is, the gentleman that was on that car, now now this technician has been with me for over 10 years, and he's okay. seen this picture before. We were able to call the customer and say, listen, unfortunately this happened. We want to make sure. We were supposed to deliver the car yeah. that evening, have it done, and the bolts broke. Yep. Exhaust bolts broke, and we had to order these bolts. And But my point is the technician was level-headed. Yep. The consumer was, the guy that owned the vehicle was uh, communicated to. And out of all of this at the end, just like when you go to Starbucks and they serve you cold stuff, we are going to give. He doesn't know it. Hopefully he's not listening. But we'll give him a little $20 gift certificate somewhere. We, we know the nuances of each client that comes in. If he's got kids, we're going to give him a little $20. If he's got young toddlers, he's going to get $25 Amazon. Here's a gift card. Buy something for the right. kids. Have fun. Because at the end of the day, like we're not trying to bribe people, but it's no. the human touch. That's correct. That's right. That's correct. That's, this is this should show you how you know with, with artificial intelligence, Frank, and all those things. I still send le- thank you letters to people, not an email, but a letter, a handwritten letter. Yeah, but I put a stamp on it. Good job. It's, it's it's probably never heard of a letter, but a it, letter. See, <laughs> and, 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 letters and, and penmanship. Yeah, and, and, and I can't tell you. The, the, the reaction I get from people. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about CEOs or, or any level of organization. They say, John, I got your thank you. I, that's, I mean, so much, lots of, and we could do that in our industry, like you do with the $20, $25 certificate, or you could send out, you know, you, you could, sure, you could send an email to your, your client, to your customer, but you could also have a design letter with your letterhead on it, signed by you and Susie. Yeah. 
We yeah. send cards. We, I mean, we'll send we'll send cards out. We do mm-hmm. the best we can, and, and we try not to make it too automated mm-hmm. because there are yeah we you know. But I want to bring it back to the attitude killer. Let's just change up that scenario with our technician. Let's right. go back. We got a lot of younger technicians listening to the show. Uh, technicians in year two, that same scenario, bolt broke. He's nervous. He's thinking. Let's say year one. Right. He's really trying to strive to do well here comes manager of the garage screaming and yelling because he doesn't have a plan he doesn't know how to lead now you got two people upset maybe three you got the customer because they weren't informed properly managers just not taking that in the right lead and now you have a broken mechanic broken technician because he feels bad we see this scenario, and, and thankfully it's getting better because uh, you just can't run a business like that anymore. You really can't. Those folks are going out. But I think this may be contributing to some of the stories. Dr. Passante, Uncle Louie says, well, you don't want to go on that business because he was treated like garbage for 30 years. And now he's telling his nephew or his niece, oh, no, 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 don't, no, you, you just don't. You're not getting into that. Don't don't you you better go to college and and engineer whatnot. And here's this kid that has a dream to do it right. And what does the industry do at times? We ruin it. We ruin it. Year one, we destroyed him Mm -hmm. because we expected the wrong thing. We didn't have a plan in place. Dr. Persani, I'm sure you've seen this. You there, Frank? Yes, sir. I may have lost you. Dr. Prasani, I'm, I'm sure you have seen those scenarios where, I mean, it's one thing to manage, but it's a whole different thing to lead. Well, you know, it, it, you kind of have, it's interesting, Frank and Susie, that we expect, uh, this is the royal we, perfection from other people, but it's okay if we're not per- perfect. Yeah. So the first thing you have to do is you've got a, you've got a gut check, your own attitudes are contagious like the flu, right? And the first thing to do is, is got to check yourself as for your leadership style. If, if, you, if you expect people to be perfectionist and be perfect in every endeavor, then all you're going to do is drive people crazy and, and have turnover and have negative attitudes. Right. Yeah, so no you doubt. You've got to take a deep breath. and look, there's not, Nothing in life is predictable, right? Say death and taxes. That's about it, right? But I mean, so it, 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 you have to, you know. It's I call it the mindset. What's your mindset? You know, I get up every morning. I thank God for the day because there's no guarantee I'm going to have it. You know, today I don't take it for granted, and I and I and I say to myself before I get out of bed, I'm going to make it a good day. I'm going to be on this podcast this afternoon with Frank and Susie. I'm excited about that. I'm going to make it a good day. Yeah. But it was a choice you made. Oh, and so I'm serious, and, and mm-hmm. I think that's what, what leaders have to do is, is is look at that and say, and and have a, and you use the word empathy, Frank. Remember when when I, when I started in this industry, you know, I didn't know the aftermarket from a hubcap, and I worked at, at Monroe Auto Equipment, which was owned by the McIntyre family, and they almost adopted me. They taught me the industry. I was in accounting. And I always told them, because I was a lousy accountant, I would, write, I would round to the next million, close enough, you know. And I always wanted to work with people, and they gave me an opportunity. But they taught me it, and that's, and that's you, you have to see yourself as a lifelong learner. Teach the people that you lead. 
give up the skills that you had. And when I when I work with people, I tell them the mistakes I made, Frank. I think that's important. You got to share the journey. The humility. You got to, yeah, you got to share that journey. Mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Prasante, boy, we need another hour for the show. I do want to let folks know they can find you aftermarketnews.com. Uh, catch more articles. Dr. Prasante, grateful for you to spend some time with us. Thank you so much. Yep, thank you. I uh, hope it's beneficial. It was an honor to be with you and Susie. Anytime I could help you, I'm available. You rock. Frank here with Wrench Nation. We appreciate you guys tuning in every week to the Wrench Nation Car Talk Show. But did you guys know I'm not basket weaving? I don't do roofing. I actually own Desert Car Care of Chandler. Boy, and I've got a great team down there. If you've got car repair or maintenance needs, I invite you to stop by my garage over a cup of coffee. Maybe you've got that large estimate and you're not sure where to go. Give me a call, 480-726-6400, Desert Car Care of Chandler. This is Wrench Nation. Have you talked about the smell of some, now I don't want to gross any of the audience no. out, but any of decaying rodents. Oh. <laughs> but listen, fresh fish smell from your vehicle could be a sign of very old antifreeze leaking. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Ranch Nation. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Frank and Susie hanging out with you. I remind you, Dr. Prasante, uh, get onto the automotive uh, uh, network. In fact, what we'll do is is we'll put that up on Facebook. And uh, many of you, uh, year one, year two, I don't care if you're a year 30 mechanic or owner of a garage, he's a plethora, he was plethora a good guest. of information mm -hmm. and uh, serves the industry uh, by way of a ton of training and consulting and so we're going to have that uh, up on our Wrench Nation Facebook. And then, of course, we'll have the show in its entirety uploaded uh, Sunday podcast and, of course, uh, WrenchNation.tv. Uh, we had to cover something that we wanted to share with you. We, we think it'd be beneficial. Uh, some of you got the tax money back and you're looking for a ride. Tell me that you're looking for your next hoopty. Right. And then uh, what's what are we going to do before we buy that ride, Frank? Well, we get excited. I think the check comes. Yep. And especially like first time going to own something as in a car. Yep. I've been bussing it. I've been they've been driving me. I've been maybe even lifting. But now I'm going to go. I'm going to buy my first car. Right. Or I'm going to buy my eighth car. And these these are the people I worry about. Well, Frank, I know what I'm doing when I buy a car. You don't have to worry about a damn thing. What you do. What is the reasonable, logical way to protect every red set that you work so hard for before buying a used car? I say do a pre-purchase inspection and make sure you're getting a sound vehicle. Well, I, that's why I've got, boy, I, yeah, yeah, I put an exclamation. Now, again, I respect those of you that can kick a tire and look at stuff. But I have had more people, 20-year, 30-year drivers. I've seen this before. But you know what we get sucked into? We get sucked into the aesthetic of the vehicle. Looks well, clean, I'm, looks I, pretty, I right? I think so, and that's okay. We deserve to enjoy the emotion of buying something new. Right. Let's not take that's part of who we are. Mm -hmm. But the technical aspect of what could be lurking under the hood. Well, I'll tell you what could be lurking. And I get upset. I'm on, Yes, I get upset. That's why we have tissues in the garage. <laughs> not, not so much for the poor fellow that bought a lemon, 
But for us mechanics, too, because we're crying with you. And Honestly. we got to deliver bad news. And we got to. And this is what happened. We had an older Mitsubishi Montero come in. Uh, the fella bought it yep. and called us. He's been in before. And, and he says, well, you know, I just got this vehicle. I want to make sure it's okay. And I'm like, oh, wait, wait, wait. wait is, did you buy it? Oh, yeah, I bought it. I said, okay, well, let's do a post. Post. Purchase. Now, we're not going to beat the fella up. We're right. very respectful. So he proceeds, brings it in, blah, blah, blah. Gets the, you know, we look at it. First thing we see, brand new radiator. Uh-oh. Dun, dun, dun. Flags are starting to go up. Now, remember, people, there's psychological reasons why people sell vehicles. You can all agree, probably because somebody wanted to just get, get out, out of it. it. Yep. Now, I would love to tell you that everything is just a cream puff. Oh, I got a Sun City, Sun Lakes cream puff. <laughs> Trust me, few and far between. Trust me, few. I don't care what YouTube video you watched. So what happened, Frank? Well, we did the inspection. Yep. And when we see a radiator that's new, and I want you to do the same listening, look at your coolant system. If you're going to kick tires, open the hood. You see new radiator. You see new hoses. That car probably had an overheat episode. But the seller could have said, yeah, so open to the hood, and you know what? Look, I just replaced the radiator. I just replaced it. So in a consumer's eyes, they're hearing, hey, so we just got a new radiator out of this. Yeah, definitely. Um, if it even went down like that. Right. Um, definitely. I mean, that's a good point you make. Like most of us would say, well, yeah, a lot of work done. You got, I, got, mm -hmm. I got receipts and stuff. Mm -hmm. I would just warn you people, you're going to see it now. You will see it now. With the triple digit here locally in Phoenix and you know the suburbs here, and many of you in the country, the climate's starting. You're going to get hot out there. Cars are going to overheat. They're going to take it into a garage. The garage is going to say, well, you blew the head gasket. That's $2,200.50. And what do you say? Well, no, thank you. I'm going to sell it. Yep. I'm going to get something else. And you, and, and, and look, I'm not saying everybody is going to be shylarking you. But, man, it's your money. Let a professional inspect the vehicle. So in this case, we saw oxidation, we saw rust, we knew this radiator was replaced. Oh, goodness, we got to perform a block test. So just understand, and that goes for any system, it doesn't matter. Like, it could look brand new, and the dice smell so nice under the review mirror. <laughs> we all want to believe. We all want to believe, and then you add in anxiety because now we, not all of us are going to pick it apart, attention to detail. We're not capable. Like, when I buy a house... I don't know what the roof, what the, I don't know nothing about a roof. Right. I mean, I could see a missing tile. I'm not a dummy, but I don't know if it's, I don't know. I get an inspection. Yeah. A pre-purchase. So please, people, if, if there's a takeaway, you caught this, and especially for you seasoned veterans, because those of you, like myself, I'm one of you that can get in trouble. Well, I've been doing this for a long time. I know what's going on. And guess what happens? We don't get it professionally checked, and we're, right. we're, 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 we're done. Now, in this Montero, Frank, you got to remember, they, caught, they brought it in, actually, after they purchased it, but it was for brakes, remember? They wanted the brakes to be checked. Right. They knew that there was a brake issue. My point is, there, there could be many issues, yes. but the bottom line is, do yourself a favor. It's worth the $100, $150, or whatever it's a, for a reasonable cost to let, the, let a garage check it out, and that'll save you because... Uh, you know, if you look, three, four thousand dollars, it's money. Yep. Eight thousand, not who knows. I mean, even a thousand dollars for somebody is money. That's right. In the same way, we would tell a pre-purchase inspection customer, buy it. It's a great car. Is the same thing we would do for a post-purchase or a pre-purchase inspection, saying don't buy it. Yeah, 
I mean, we're we're not trying to ruin a deal, but you're paying me to give you the mechanical straight and skinny. Right. Bottom line. Like I I mean, I'm sorry what you may think about Oh, they're just they're making money. <laughs> Man, no. I gotta still sleep at night. Yeah, no. I mean, I gotta. I don't want my pillow to feel like a brick, like a ton of bricks. Because oh gosh, that car we didn't care about. Yeah, no, we want. We'd rather protect. The yeah, and, and so just trust on that. Especially a lot of you. Uh, seriously, you're getting tax money, and you're looking right now. I know you are. Craigslist. Oh, I got. Oh, that's the whoopty. Thirty-five hundred dollar deal. Everybody else wants fifty-five hundred. Be careful. So take that away. You can always call us uh, at the garage. 480-726-6400, or reach out on the Facebook, man. That's where we live, and uh, we so honor uh, or honored to spend every week with you uh, here on Ranch Nation. Susie, any parting words? No, Pumpkin, I am good. We are good. It was fun. Yeah, we have fun with it. You know, therapy we say, and hopefully you guys have been hanging with us. Check out some of these shows. I mean, we had Legends of Drag Racing. Uh, we've had Jonathan Goolsby, Radical Custom Designs uh, with the good guys. Uh, car show folks on wrenchnation.tv a ton of shows and more importantly as i said man you just let us know what you think if we suck let us know <laughs> man i'm good with that because it's just gonna get better and better that's right maybe but it is still therapy as i tell you every week be safe hug each other and never forget to hug a mechanic <laughs>